Hey, um, <clears throat> you know, I always talk about God doing something in a service, and uh, we're starting to see this more and more. I was speaking in uh, Dunedin last week, and after the morning service, this girl, Steph was her name, comes up to me and she said, oh, she said, I just want you to know, um, I was at the Arise conference, which would be 18 months ago, roughly, um, or more. She said, I was at the Arise conference, and she said, um, when you, the, the message you spoke changed my life. She said, I was just going along, mediocre with God. But she said, when you spoke, something changed. And now she's on fire, she's serving God, and she's just all out for Jesus. Something happens, friends. More and more, I'm starting to see this. And so I just want you to expect, even during this gathering, even as I speak, that God can do something in your life and you can leave here with a closer walk or a breakthrough or something, something like that happening in, in your heart. So just have that expectation. You know, there was a, a company where there was a, um, an employee who was a real problem. Have you, anyone ever been in a job like that? You know, someone just a real, just against people, and they just wanted to get rid of him, but because of the contract that was signed, there was just no way you could dismiss this person, and they tried every trick in the book. How can we get rid of this tr- troublesome employee? Uh, so finally they uh, connected the, the person uh, involved there, connected with a, a preacher, and the preacher basically took a hold of a scripture and said, I want us to agree together in prayer that uh, God will deal with the situation. So they, they agreed together in prayer. There'd been prayer taking place before that. And then uh, it was during the week. And then the following Monday, this employee walks into the boss's office, puts a piece of paper on the, on, the, on the desk, and he said, I've had it up to here. I am out of here. And he resigned. There's a scripture I want to refer to right now, which is found in Matthew chapter 18. I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. You see, friends, when we agree with someone else in prayer, the increase of power, it just doesn't, it's, it's exponential. The, the release is just something amazing that takes place. And so um, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to do in our lives. There's another scripture that backs us up, which is Deuteronomy 32, verse 30, which says, Deuteronomy 32, 32 30, which says, one man, uh, one man shall chase a thousand, but two will put 10,000 to flight. One alone does so much, but when we get two together, the power released is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and I love what we heard in the offering. You know, if you start with God, you end with God. So prayer is what? It's starting with God. You're saying, God, I look to you first in whatever I'm facing. I look to you first. You start with God. You end with God. Prayer is starting with God. And so it's a powerful thing to do. You know, a lot of people think that prayer is just a personal thing. It's a private thing. But the Bible teaches so much 
about the importance of praying with others. In fact, God created us to need other people. In the beginning, God said it's not good for man to be alone, so he made a help meet for him. Uh, my conclusion of that is we all need help. Anyone else here need help in life? It, we, we just can't. You know, the Bible's all about one another. You know, uh, pray for, uh, well, care for one another, be kind for one another, forgive one another, love one another. But it also says pray for one another. So here's a thought for you uh, to take on board right now. If you can't get an answer alone, get someone to pray with you. And watch what happens. Now, it takes a bit of humility, friends, because sometimes we don't even want to own up to our problem. Um, you know, my situation with my dad, most of you know the story, but what actually happened there is when my dad was dying, had three weeks to live, I, pr- I started to pray for him, and I wasn't getting very far. Adrian joined me. We prayed together. Then my, that didn't quite get us through. My brother joined us praying. Then another good friends of ours, a couple joined us praying for my dad. All these people were uniting together in prayer. Then others joined us praying as well. And then by the end of it, I don't know how many of us were praying, and God did a massive miracle, yeah. a breakthrough. Sometimes I think if I'd only prayed alone, yeah. it may never have happened. Yeah. Praying together is just an extraordinary thing and such an important thing today. I want to encourage you, if you need to, if you're not getting your breakthrough and you're not united with someone else, think about it and start to pray the prayer of agreement with them. I heard the story of this man that was dropped by a nurse and had a curvature of the spine, affected his own whole life. Went to the best doctors in, uh, in England and in America and he couldn't get anywhere. And so he wasn't, didn't have a lot of faith. <laughs> and so someone encouraged him, why don't you go and get prayer? Go and get someone to pray for you. So he found a preacher who's known for healing, John G. Lake of all people. It's fantastic. And he went to John G. Lake and he said, told him a situation. He said, he said, look, you can pray for me, but I'm telling you, I've got no faith for this. Do you know what John G. Lake said? That's okay. I've got enough faith for both of us. And he prayed. And the man was totally healed by the power of God. Listen, number one, don't just pray alone. Number two, you don't have to have the faith that you need for your situation. You don't have to just depend on that. Get someone else to pray with you. I sometimes say to people myself, they say, I haven't got much faith. I say, that's fine. Borrow mine. I've got enough for both of us. And it's true. I hope this message is going to really encourage you because so often we're trying to get through life alone. We're trying to get through praying alone. But God is saying, no, I made you interdependent, so you're going to need help to pray with other people. Matthew, Mark 11, 7, I've been saying it over and over again. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Do you know a praying church is the most powerful instrument God has on the planet. A praying church, the most powerful instrument. You know, you can have all the other things going on, but a praying church, so the devil will do everything he can to stop a church become a praying church. I want to give you, mostly from Scripture, five reasons why praying with others and corporate prayer is so important. Motivations to do this, and what, the, what we find in Scripture and what... Cup five reasons I want to give you. So the first one's a really good one. Do you know some people struggle to have their own personal prayer life? Some people go their entire Christian life and never get to Christianity 101, which is a prayer life. <laughs> it's quite tragic, really. 
joining with others in prayer, even coming to a corporate prayer meeting, teaches us and gets us going in a prayer life. It begins to help us to grow. We, we watch others pray. We, we, we see others pray. And we just begin to learn to pray. You might even come to a prayer meeting. You barely even pray. You might just watch half the time, two-thirds of the time. But slowly you start to pick some things up. And you start to establish this foundational identity of prayer. Because without that prayer, your Christianity is not going to go very far. And I think you know that. So this can help you. But not only will it help you to get praying, you know what it does? It actually develops your prayer muscle because you, your stamina in prayer increases. Like at home alone, you may be able to pray five minutes and you're done. You come to a, a church prayer meeting or a, another kind of a prayer meeting and, uh, you, you know, it may go for an hour but, and you might think, oh, I couldn't do an hour, but you might get to 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, you sleep for the other 50 minutes, but 10 minutes of your prayer, what's happening? <laughs> your prayer muscle is developing. Do you know that we all have a prayer muscle? A prayer, I call it a prayer bicep. Um, and the question sometimes you've got to ask yourself, well, what does your prayer bicep look like? You might say, well, I don't actually have a prayer bicep. How many of you see muscle men? Do you ever watch, I don't know, Mr. What do you call those things? Mr. World, is it? You know, they have those you know, poses and all the rest of it. Uh, who was the guy that was good at that? One of our guest speakers that used to come, he used to do it really well. Wayne Cadero, he was really good at it. Anyway, you know, they, they, they have these massive biceps, don't they? And you think, man, how'd they get that? They just developed it. You have biceps as well. And you could develop yours. And so we all have a prayer, prayer, prayer bicep, and we can all develop it. You can all grow it. And I, I, would, I would dare to say to you, you can pray as much as anybody. Hello? Yeah. Tell the person next to you, you can pray as long as anybody. Just tell them. <laughs> you actually can. You just got to develop it. You just got to develop it. You might say, look, I'm done after five minutes. Well, get to six. And after you've got to six, get to 10. After you've got to 10, get to 15. Then get to 30, get to an hour, get to whatever. Just keep developing it. That's what I've done all my Christian life. I just keep developing it over and over and over again. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's, it's, it's just doable. And so that's why uh, joining together in prayer, uh, that's one of the things that it, it does is it develops our prayer life. So you can pray as long as anyone. It's just up to you to decide how long you want to go for. Number two, I like this one. It stretches us beyond self-absorbed prayer. You know when you pray along and you pray about God bless me, God heal me, you know, God, God provide for my finances, God give me a better job, God give me a house, me, 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 me. Then you come to a prayer meeting and they're praying for the community. And you're thinking, what? What's that about? They're praying for the church. They're praying for the nation. They're praying for the needs of other people. And Praying with others shifts us out of me to we, from I to them, from self-focus to an other's focus. It's incredibly healthy <laughs> to be praying outside of yourself to the needs of others, the needs of society, the needs of the world for Pakistan, for Ukraine, for, for you know, the nations, whatever it might be. So it shifts us 
out of all about me. And you know, when you, when you shift out of all about, from all about me, it, it, it's more fulfilling and more satisfying. When you're consumed with yourself, it's one of the most, it's just, it just doesn't bring life and energy into yourself. So it's, it's a great thing that happens um, when we do that. And um, we live in a very individualistic society, which really focuses on me. But you know one place you can learn to pray for others, not just corporate prayer meeting, but in small groups? They, they pray for one another in those. If you've never been to one, from what I can gather, most of our miracles happen in small groups. I think our Sunday services are starting to catch up, by the way. So come on, small groups, keep, keep it moving, because uh, things are happening. I just got an email, oh, probably a few months ago now, but just some, some life group. I mean, there's just so many, but I've just got three that I'll pass on to you. So there's a lady and her Sunday job. She had a job on Sunday, so it affected her church attendance. And she really wanted to get to church. So they got the small group to pray. And very shortly, she was repositioned in a job. And her job was then Monday to Friday. Praying on your own? No. Praying with a small group? Bang. God comes through. Now, the person had blood sugars. The reading was 90. If you don't know what 90 is, 90 is very high. Uh, somewhere around 40, 45 is, is pretty much what you should be. So the, the small group prayed for them. And it dropped from 90 to 44 just below the bar. <laughs> Powerful prayer. There's another one that came through. I love this one. A uh, person was putting up this fence, and the neighbor said, nah, don't want anything to do with it. Uh, the, the small group prayed, and the neighbor agreed to contribute to the fence. Come put your hands together, folks. These are, these are amazing answers to prayer. They're fantastic answers to prayer. All it is is a small group praying together. So God said, when two agree, or more than two agree, hey, heaven begins to shift, heaven begins to move. All right, the third reason that I find uh, uh, for praying together is it develops unity in a church or in a group. You know, because what happens, you start to pray for common goals, common vision, common needs, common struggles. We join together. So praying together has a natural tendency of drawing people closer together. You think about it. When you pray for someone else's need, don't you feel closer to them? Because they've suddenly told you they're, need, they're struggling with this issue or this face. So you get drawn closer together. And so it, and it, it brings greater unity when the church is praying together for common goals. What's it doing? It's uniting us yeah. together. Right. And unity is the key to the blessing of God. And so praying together binds us together. They say, pray, those who pray together, stay together. I don't know if that's always true, but it's a good little statement anyway, isn't it? So there was an ex-member. There's an ex-member of parliament that now goes to our city church. And they were new to the church. They came along to a half night of prayer, not this one, the one previous one. And together, this, these two people prayed for the man who had a, a pain in his shoulder. And as they prayed, the person praying, the XMP, he felt heat going into the shoulder. The man with the shoulder pain, he felt heat going through his shoulder and completely healed in that moment by the power of God. But not only was there a healing, those two began to connect together and now the children are starting to connect together. Praying together brings people together, even develops friendships, develops relationships. So much happens when we join and uh, unite ourselves together. All right, let's go a bit deeper. Anyone who go, want to go a bit deeper on this? Yeah. No one. I'm going deeper anyway. So praying together was a priority for the apostles. <laughs> and we know the apostles changed the world. So whatever was a priority for them, good, it's a priority for us. So 
Um, so often in Acts, the apostles are leading people and praying together. It's interesting. So let me give you four or five verses on this, all right? They're all gonna come up on the screen for you, um, one up by one. So Acts 1.14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Read, the, read some of it with me, if you like. The next one, Acts 1.24, and they prayed and said, you, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen. These are the apostles are praying together in Acts chapter one. Let's go to Acts chapter two and verse 42. The next one, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Remember it says they continued. There's no one person, they're joining together in prayer. Acts chapter three, one. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. So there they are going up at the hour of prayer together, Peter and John praying together. So all the way through scripture, let me give you one more. Acts six verse four, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Amazing, isn't it? All through scripture we find that the, the, the apostles placed a high premium on praying to And this was a key to the success of the New Testament church, which transformed the world. You know, United Prayer in the upper room led to the day of Pentecost. So most of the majority of the great works of God in in the book of Acts were a result of people praying together. We are left in no doubt. We are left in no doubt, my friends, that the power of the early church was in prayer. And the power of today's church will be in prayer. Is anyone getting a little bit motivated in prayer? Is it, are, we, are we seeing something in this? I'm just, I'm just praying that just something, something will touch your heart. Whatever it might be, and you just take a, if you're here in prayer, you're just going to go to there. Whatever, just something will shift, something will move. It's probably the best thing I could ever do for you is to help you to pray a little bit more than you may be praying right now. In Genesis 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over all the earth. So God's plan was for his people to rule the earth. We would have dominion. That's the reality. Let me make it clearer. Psalm 115 and verse 16 says, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Just think about that for a while, folks. What's that saying? It's saying God's given us, the church, authority to bring heaven to earth, to rule, to, you know, to, to drive back the darkness, the evil, all the other stuff, to, to take authority, to, to literally rule over the earth. Not what I'm talking about ruling absolutely everything, but do you know what I mean? Bringing heaven to earth. That's what we're called to do. And do you know how we're to do it? <laughs> the primary means of doing that is through prayer. And also it is through corporate prayer. We can bring heaven to earth. But you and I know that we're not seeing much of this, are we? And the world is a chaotic mess. Who reckons the world's getting worse and worse? Anyone notice that, by the way? Anyone watch the news? I mean, this is out of control, folks. This is out of control. I can't imagine in 10 years' time Someone starts putting, pushing the wrong button in the near future, worldwide. Come on, folks, <laughs> let's not be asleep at the wheel. There's bad things happening. 
really bad things are happening. Do you know why the world is such a chaotic mess? One of the reasons? The church has failed to pray. Like it should. We've got to change this. We are changing it, and we'll continue to change it, because we are called to reign and rule upon the earth. So personal prayer is important, essential. You've got to do it, but that alone won't bring transformation to a community, a city, or a nation. It takes more than personal prayer. It takes us joining together in prayer. So number five, the last reason. Praying together was taught by Jesus. Now watch this. I I want you to see this, all right? In approximately, I read this, 37 verses, uh, some of them are repeated, when Jesus refers to prayer. Okay, they're mostly in the Gospels, I think, most of it in there. Of the 37, 33 were addressed to a group praying together rather than a singular audience. 33 out of the 30, that's how much Jesus focused on praying, not by yourself, but praying with others. If Jesus focused on this, I'd say there was something powerful in it. Now watch this. You've got to see this. Let's go to Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now, how many of you reckon that when it says, ask, it will be given to you, it's talking to an individual? That's what I've always thought. When you research it in the Greek, it's not singular. It's plural. It's plural. It's when you ask and it'll be given to you, plural, not singular. So a better rendering of this would be, it's going to come on the screen for you. You all ask and it will be given to you all. You all seek and you shall all find. You all knock, and it shall be open to you all. Yeah, that deserves a clap. Someone's trying. Interesting, isn't it? When I saw that, I thought, oh, my goodness. I never knew the focus Jesus puts on the need to pray with others, to unite in prayer. And that the power of God would be mightily, mightily released. That's what we're going to do tonight in the hour of power if you want to join us. So we had a half night of prayer just the other Friday night. And during that meeting, I I had the sense to, I said, look, I want to just impart faith right now. Because God's been doing a work of faith in my heart. And I'm always thinking, well, if I've got some, I want to impart it to others. So I just said, hold out your hands and receive a deposit of faith. Well, as I was doing this, there was a person in the meeting, and they had, a, had pain in their foot. And they, so they, as I prayed, they, 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 said, they, they said to me, I, I just received that impartation of faith. And as they were receiving it, the pain left the foot. And the next day, pretty much pain-free. Friends, I just share this because things are happening in our services. Yeah. God is moving. People are getting miracles. People are getting breakthroughs. I know it's just a trickle. You know, you know, I'm looking for the day the lame walk and the blind see and the deaf hear and the dead are raised, spiritually dead, that is, and other dead as well. But, 
but things are starting to happen. So be encouraged, be inspired. You know, sometimes you think, oh, well, I got all these, nothing ever happens. Hey, look, it's coming. <laughs> if, if it hasn't hit you yet, it's on its way, and you should receive something uh, hopefully very, very soon. You know, Luke 11, Luke, is it Luke 11, 1, 2? Disciples said to Jesus, teach us to pray, right? You remember that? You know how he goes, you know where he goes, and I've to- told you this before, but in case you weren't here, he goes back, says, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven. He didn't say, pray, my Father, which art in heaven. No, no, he said, our Father. Now he's talking about, hey, we're praying together, folks. Our Father. Look, I don't know, how, how can I get this through to me, to all of us? When we pray together, the release of power is exponentially greater than when we are just trying to get through on our own. The apostles taught this. Jesus taught this. The more we can pray together, the more we're going to see God do amazing things. And then there's corporate prayer in history. You know, I could give you example after example after example of our corporate prayer was a springboard to moves of God. You've heard me say this ad nauseum. In 1857, just one famous one, Jeremiah Lemphia called for a weekly prayer meeting. He saw the state of the nation. He said, oh, somebody's got to do something. Somebody's, don't you like that thought? Somebody's got to do something. And so he called for a prayer meeting. Somebody's got to be, do something. Why don't you tell the person next to you, why don't you be that Somebody. Go on, tell them again. Tell the person on the other side. Why don't you be that somebody? Hmm? Why don't you be that somebody? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be that somebody. Hey, why don't we all be that somebody? Anyway, the first meeting, lunchtime during the day, uh, six people turned up. Most of them came half an hour late. Then the stock market crashed. Panic. Their numbers continued to increase, attending. From this one guy that started a prayer meeting, he knew nothing about nothing, all right? And then not long, 50,000 people, businessmen are joining together in prayer, which led to the second great awakening in America, where in a matter of two years, one million people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. It was just a phenomenal work of God. It all started with corporate prayer. Good for America, but I say, God, do it in New Zealand. Do it in our nation. Come on, church. We can do this. We can get this revival. If we unite together, we, we can get through this thing and see God do something amazing. When you listen, if you're not listening to anything else, would you just listen for the next one minute? Ready? Listen for the next I read this recently, which shocked me. They said that in almost every quarter of the globe, Christianity is advancing, except in four regions. You know where I'm going, don't you? North America, Japan, Western Europe, and Australasia. Australia and New Zealand. Across the globe, Christianity is moving, folks. It's advancing. Four regions are missing out. One of those regions is Australia and New Zealand. They went on to say the only difference between those four regions and the rest of the regions is the other regions are joining together in corporate 
prayer and Christianity is advancing, except in four regions. Does this stir anybody? Does this awaken anyone? I couldn't believe it when I read it. There was a church in Shanghai a number of years ago. Had 60 people for years and years and years. 60 people, that's it. Nothing happened, nothing moved, nothing shifted. (laughs) Came to services, went home. (laughs) No one got saved. Nothing took place. So someone had a brainwave and they said, look, I think we need to start praying. So they got the 60 people and they said, all right, we're going to split you all (laughs) into groups of uh, six. Everybody. (laughs) There was no option. You're in. (laughs) Many of them are farmers and businessmen. So there was uh, groups of, um, was it 10 groups of six or six groups of 10? Can't quite get it right. What was it? Yeah, 10 groups of six. So from 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 11 to right through till 6 p.m. And they would just pray. So it was like um, prayer right through that time. 10 groups of six. In the first year, this church of 60 people, which had not seen anything ever happen, in the first year, 114 water baptisms. 114. In the second year, 200 water baptisms. What changed? One thing. They started to pray together. Wow. It's not rocket science, is it? It's really simple. (laughs) It's just really, really simple. Really simple. If you've got friends or family or children that need to be saved, listen to this research. Donald McGregoran, this number of years ago, spent 15 years studying growing churches. He traveled all over the globe. Found that some had great evangelists, some had good buildings, some had other factors. But he said a common denominated denominator in these growing churches was that they had groups of Christians who met together to pray for unsafe people by name. By name. And this was resulting in so many people coming to Christ and churches growing. Two factors. They prayed together And they prayed for individuals by name. You see, names mean a lot to God. Jesus died for each individual name. So when you start bringing individual names to God, joining with someone else, exponential increase of power. Now, we know this works as Church Unlimited, don't we? We need to do this again. A number of years ago, we asked people to list the names of people they wanted prayed for. And so we would pray for them every Sunday, and, or for many Sundays. And we know so many got saved, husbands got saved, whole families got saved. Praying together and praying for individuals by name is a key to seeing God do amazing, amazing things. In conclusion... While in no way minimizing the absolute vital importance of praying together, praying al- sorry, of praying alone, the Bible teaches the ex- exponential increase in power when, when two agree, when a small group prays, and also when we have corporate prayer.
prayer meetings. It's my prayer this morning that you and I will all grow in these four disciplines. <laughs> and if you can't grow in four of them, can you grow in one of them? Or grow into two or grow into three? Your own personal prayer life. Number two, praying with one other person in agreement. Praying in a small group, number three. Or praying in a corporate prayer meeting. Four areas. If we can develop in this area, friends, if we can take a step forward in this area, the release of prayer answers, miracles, breakthroughs, giants slain, mountains moved, will leave us astounded. In Jesus' name, amen.